1: The following podcast is a
0: Dear Media production. I feel so bougie right now, but as you know, my name is Commanda, so this all makes sense. Way is now a podcast partner, which is so exciting. If you don't know Way, it's spelled O-U-A-I, and it's Jen Atkins' uh, hair care brand. And I am obsessed with it. Like, my hands smell of Way right now because I have their hand soap in my guest bathroom, which I should move from there because I don't want people using it because I cheap out on it. Thank you very much. Cause it's just so great and beady and smells good. And you just feel like you're washing your hands at a hotel. So I really recommend it for yourself, but also it's a really great housewarming gift. Like your friends will know it. They'll be excited to get it. Other way products that I use are their shampoo and their body wash that I'm obsessed with. I like a body wash that's like old school, that is soapy, and that's what they have, except with this one, you'll smell like a frickin' Barbie. Olive Way's products are amazing. I can't wait to try their conditioner, which I just got, but their leave-in conditioner has been life-changing for me. I started using it recently. You spray it on towel-dried hair, run your hand through it a little bit, you'll smell amazing, and it dries just nicer, less frizzy, and just more styled. Just amazing product. So, find your way, get a customized hair routine. When you take their quiz at theway.com, they'll tell you what you should get, or you could just listen to my advice and use code not skinny to get 15% off your purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at com, And the code is not skinny.
1: Adriana Patridge. Amanda. (laughs) I can't believe you're here. I know. I'm so happy to be here and finally meet you. And today's the day the book comes out. Yes.
0: Choices. Today is the day. I read the book and I told you before we started. Two days.
1: Yeah, it's an easy read. And I feel like everyone that's read it, they say they can't put it down. So Because if you've lived in
0: our era, which was when uh, The Hills came out, I was like your age. It was like watching yeah. people my age on screen living the life. And your book gives behind the scenes like the way I w- would want. Like if you didn't write it the way you would, I would have so many questions. But you just clarified you're like in this scene, this happened. And like, yeah, explained the difference between fake and and
1: kind of real. Yeah. Like where the blurred lines are. I really wanted just to be vulnerable. And if I was going to do this book, I had to give 100 percent. I couldn't do it halfway.
0: Do you know what I'm thinking now about your book and chatting with you kind of before we started is like even in your book about Corey, which we'll get to that, but also about the show. It just showed your kindness again. Like you weren't like guys, you know, Spencer vibes like this scene, you know, you were like you were even kind about the show.
1: Yes. I just I wanted to do this in a very respectful way. And it it's not like I wanted to expose anyone or shame anyone or call anyone names or anything. That's not what it's about. It's about me and my perspective and what I went through. And I feel like it's done in a very respectful manner. Very,
0: very. Like I said, about yeah. the the producers, Adam Davila, which we now know d- did uh, Selling Sunset. Yes, yeah. So he did The Hills as well. And y- the way you told the story about how you got on the show was so interesting.
1: Yeah, so. and I feel like with even with Selling Sunset, like he used the same formula that he used on The Hills because when I watched it, I was like, oh my, he shot it just like The Hills. Just,
0: you could probably the tell, office. right? Totally. Like,
1: and then you notice the voiceovers and all that. It was It's so funny to watch reality TV now because from being on it and knowing what goes on behind the scenes, it's like I can't watch it like a normal person. Right.
0: <laughs> and you were saying which like th- those parts made me giggle. Like when you address the long stairs at dinner.
1: Oh, yeah. The blank stairs, Adrena. <laughs> oh, but like they took it like
0: why did they make it so they could have done like Did they want us to feel awkward? Like, what did they want us to feel in those moments? There was
1: a lot of... So we actually had Andrew Perry on, who was a producer during the first two seasons. On your podcast. On our podcast with Brody and Frankie. And he explained all of that, Mm. which I asked him. I was like, I have a question for you. Tell me about the blank stairs. Why was the Hills like known? Like you guys did that in so many scenes and we had so much to say. And he said it's to keep people wondering. It like amps it up. It keeps them like, you know, okay, they would, Andrew. I no. know. I mean, it worked, I guess. I mean, it worked <laughs> in a way, but I think most people
0: who are at least like savvy reality TV watchers were like,
1: uh, like, what's happening? I know. It killed me to watch. And it looked like a boring date. I know. And I had so much to say. And I was like, you cut all of that out and just showed me staring. Why? So it was frustrating. But now looking back and rewatching all of it, it's like funny to watch and entertaining. I just. So you are watching all of it with Brody and Frankie? Yeah. So we watch it before we go in and film our episodes. We usually do three or four in a row. So we're just finishing up first season, going into second season and watching it now with a whole different perspective. It's a little cringy, but it's so like, it's so, I don't know. You notice things that you never would have noticed back then. Like what? Like in some of the episodes, we're like, why? Lauren, you know, she was always the one that had her her head on her shoulders and gave good advice and the one that was like the good friend. But watching it, Brody and I were like, wow, she was really pissed off in a lot of these scenes. Like,
0: She was really angry, right? She didn't have like the bubbly vibe, right? She was a little pissed off. I could tell in your book and tell me if I'm wrong, like you have a little resentment with Lauren.
1: You know, we had a lot that went on that nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. And even with our agent and our publicist that that we shared. And when I lived in the back house, like she had a camera pointing at my back house. So anytime I left or came home, her agent, had access to that. So he was always. Wait, why did her agent have access? I don't. They knew when I left, when I came home, who I was with, what I was doing. And that I just felt such a invasion of privacy that I didn't even want to really go there. It's just there were so many little things that kept happening and no communication about little rude comments being made that you just sweep under the rug and then you pretend it, it doesn't happen. And then you have to do a scene together and pretend everything's great. And it's just like it kept building and building. Is she not like who the public thinks she is? Lauren's a sweet girl. I mean, she's so nice. She is fun. You know, I think, how do I say this? (laughs) She just, if you're in Lauren's world, you have to be in her world and kind of follow her rules. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You said that in the book and you definitely painted Heidi as what Heidi was to a lot of us at the beginning of The Hills, which was like, bouncy, bubbly, fun, friendly. Let's go out, blah, blah, blah. I mean, even today, she's like that. She's
1: still like that. And we had the best time filming. And she just she's like one of the best reality TV stars. Like she steps in and she amps it up and she gives the cameras what they need. So do Spencer and
0: Heidi support your podcast? Like because they were trying to do or Spencer was trying to do like
1: a TikTok vibe, right? I've Um, heard about this. Yeah, that I think he was talking smack on me. I don't oh, know. I didn't. I didn't even watch it. But I some of the other podcasts I've done, people have brought it up to me. Oh, I didn't know he was talking shit. I didn't either until people brought it up and they didn't tell me exactly. But I don't know. Spencer says a lot of things. So I don't I don't really care. Take it to heart. Maybe he's trying to get season
0: three of New Beginning. I mean, it
1: would be great if they <laughs> came on our podcast, but I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Well, I had Chris and Cavallari on who said that you guys were friends. Yes. And she said that Lauren wouldn't do their podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Lauren and Kristen don't have the best relationship yeah. or friendship. There, But it's been like a hundred years. I know. Lauren and I, we're past all of our whatever. We're grown up. We're in different places now. We have kids like the past is the past. We're so different now. So it'd be great if Lauren came on ours. But I think her, Kristen and Steven with that love triangle, whatever they went through back in high school is still there or like just the drama or the fighting. I don't know everything that happened with them. Yeah. When you
0: came on the hills, you came like completely new, like the girl that like knows LA, like, but you had recently moved there.
1: So I was already living there and I worked at Coyote Studios. That was my real job as a receptionist. (laughs) And I was already going out in L.A. I had friends up there that were models and actors and musicians. So I was up there since I was 17, you know, going out and doing things, shows and all that. So when I met Adam at the pool, he liked that I was kind of already established in L.A. And I had my go to's on Thursdays and Mondays. And like in L.A., if you live there, you don't go out on the weekends. You only go Mm -hmm. out Monday through Thursday. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Did you have a chemistry test with the girls? Like, it was just like, go vibe. Like, what if you wouldn't vibe?
1: Well, so basically, Adam talked to me. He liked my vibe. And Whitney, so we were their first LA Mm. friends. But we had to go to MTV Studios, do a long interview, and they asked us a million questions. And then... Within two to three weeks, we were filming and but we filmed for a long time before they even aired it. It was almost a year to see our dynamic and how Mm -hmm. we got along. Oh, right. It's a whole I keep forgetting that you guys filmed year round. Yes, it was nonstop. But for the first before they even aired it, the first season, we filmed so much to see like, who clicks, who doesn't click, what stories we could get, what makes sense. Yeah.
0: And now that you're doing the podcast with Brody and in the book, I feel like you kind of made it sound like there might be like that. There's not that it's not friendly, just friends. Like there's no ounce of flirtation.
1: Like there is an ounce of flirtation. I feel like with Brody and I are both flirty people and we do have chemistry that's undeniable like friend or whatever. Like we've never taken it to that romantic level. We respect each other and our friendship. So I'm there for him. He's there for me. He has a girlfriend, you know, and it's like, it's totally, it's like brother and sister at this point. It's the teasing. It's calling each other out. It's, we've been there. He's been there for me through all the hard times through my divorce and my ex and all of that. So. So would you say he's the
0: castmate or former castmate that you. Most close. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I would say Brody and Heidi.
0: But it's not like besties talk every day.
1: Not every day. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I'm thinking just of like... My besties are like like my friend bestie Joey. Yeah. A set, and yeah. Brianna. Yeah. And I have my like core, like five girls that those... And my sisters. Those are who I go to and talk to every day. They know me like no one else knows me.
0: That's the thing. You were saying your sisters, which I feel like in the book is another thing that we don't know about Audrina as much, especially if you haven't seen Audrina, mm-hmm. the, the show. Oh, yeah. It's like how much family is like important to you and are such a huge part of your life.
1: Yeah, my family and my friends are everything. And, you know, we grew up, my family, we're so close. We might, we live hard, we fight hard, we, you know, we love hard. We're like this family, no one's perfect, but we always have each other's back. So during the Audrina show, bringing my family onto a reality show is really hard because they didn't really get the drama side of it. And it like a lot of the things we filmed sometimes that were manipulated and needed to be amped up and instigated. That was my family. If it was other people, I wouldn't really care. But it did break our family up for a little bit.
0: But you guys got over that. Oh Yeah, we got over
1: it. I mean,
0: that's so wild. Do you regret it? Or is it like hashtag no regrets?
1: I don't regret it. I just wish if I could do it over again, like I would give them more direction. Mm. And since I did have a title of executive producer, which I didn't really help with anything, but I had that title. I wish that I would have pushed more to like be a part of producing them. and protect them. And yeah. I'd want to see the editing or see their what they had in mind instead of just like showing up and filming and following the lead. So Brody also
0: said to the to the press like a couple of months ago that he was happy New Beginnings isn't coming back. Do you feel the same way? Do you I, feel differently?
1: I mean, it's a little bittersweet because we've done the show for so long, but I think it kind of ran its course and we were all a little a little burnt out. And there's only so many storylines of who's going to who are we going to date now? Like, what are, what are we going to do now? You run out of ideas to keep it interesting.
0: Right. So you feel good about it. Would you do more reality
1: TV though? I don't think so. Nothing with drama. I'm like finally at peace in my life. And I did that the drama and the reality side of things for so long that I finally just want peace. If it was like a show that's inspiring or helpful or I don't know, interior design or something fun that I loved and was passionate about. Yes. Okay. Not drama.
0: Just thrive. Gonna be okay. Not up to Just thrive. But never good, babe. I don't know. I miss Lady Gaga. I miss her in the old days. But also just thrive makes me want to dance. Okay, you guys, because I am a huge fan of taking care of my body because, you know, I like to indulge. I like to drink. I like to eat. So, I want to feel at least that I'm doing the bare minimum of, you know, taking supplements that work and just thrive. Uh, They're probiotic. I take it every day. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything to feel calm and in control and give my gut what it needs. So I trust the Just Thrive probiotic because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. And it could help you with gas, bloat and constipation. And because of that also help you with stress. They also have another formula called Just Calm. If you're looking to reduce stress, improve your sleep quality and your energy, or even just have better focus and Hello in your life. So right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo, the Just Thrive probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one two punch to beat stress before it beats you. So right now you could get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and you use the code not skinny at checkout. Again, that's not skinny at justthrivehealth.com and you can get 15% off. So you know when you talk about the the most dramatic of the hills which I mean, it, Justin Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Which cannot, how awkward is this? But like, he, I was obsessed with him. I feel like everyone was. Like, he's just the epitome of like, hot dude <laughs> doesn't care. Like, smoke, does he smoke cigarettes? Sometimes. She was yeah. like, so cute. <laughs> no, I was, that was like my, I used to go to Union Square in New York, if you know it, to like watch skate, like people that look like him, like skate. Like, I'm not really? I was like, that's my type, <laughs> And like, never did I ever date anybody that type. But it looks like you dated your type in like yeah. looks, right?
1: Yes. I went for the bad boys. I I was a rebel in that sense. And I had to learn the hard way with everything. Yeah. So with Justin, though, I met him before the show and I brought him on. And then once he was on, he was on the show for good. It's like once you bring someone on and you create a story with them, they don't just go away what's so wild, we found out in the book that he like did your hair. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I met him at the studio I worked at. He gave me his number, said he wanted to do my hair. I was like, okay, this guy's hot and he wants to give me like do my hair for free. Sure. So he did my hair. Then he ended up being from Orange County and we started going out down there and then in LA and like that's how we started hanging out.
0: I mean, Justin Bobby. You also tell the story, which you brought me back that like Lo and Lauren came up with the name because they were like <laughs> making fun of him, and I remember that scene. I was
1: like, "Oh my god!" Justin hated it.
0: Do Do you call him that?
1: Like if you were talking no. about him behind his back? Okay. Never. Okay. Never. You never. No. So he's Justin. But his middle name was Robert. So he's like, if I go on the show, like, and some of his family called him Bobby. Mm. um, So he's like, maybe I'll just go by Bobby. Don't call me Justin. Just call me Bobby. So when I told Lauren that, then Lauren told Lo. So they had this little giggle fest of Justin Bobby, which he embraces and loves now. Oh, he does. Wait, question
0: though. Are Lowe and Lauren
1: friends? I have no idea.
0: Are you friendly with Lowe? No. Okay. I just wonder people here are like how does this bitch care about every detail? No, I just wonder like it just seems from an outside perspective that like Lauren wanted to distance herself from that life. Like I did reality yeah. TV, but like I'm not like part of it. Don't peg me as like a reality. TV I person. think she
1: used reality TV to start her brand. And then once the brand started going, that's She's done. I see. She just was out, which is smart. And then as far as Low, we were never like friends. We were friends because of Lauren. Right. So when the show ended, I never stayed in contact with Lo. I
0: see. OK, back to Justin Bobby, the most important. Man. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait. So this is the thing about Justin Bobby. And now I feel disrespectful to him. Justin. Justin, don't worry. I like respect you. So his vibe that we're talking like cool doesn't give a shit. Doesn't align with like. I want to be a reality TV star.
1: I would never think he wanted to. But Justin, and I would always say this. I was like, he almost, uh, whatever he was reading or whatever he was into, he like became this character. Mm. So whether it was Joaquin Phoenix or like Johnny Depp or there was these like mystery, like, you know, that he took on and kind of brought it into his like Hills, but where did that come from? Because
0: like you wanted to be an actress, model, yeah. host. So like you had that in you.
1: He came on for me. Mm. Like he came on first season. He filmed at one scene doing my hair at my apartment. And it was really awkward. He didn't. They're like, no, he's not one for the cameras. That was so boring. He doesn't say anything or give you anything to work with. And then after that, we were dating longer and then it gets to third season. And he kind of saw how it was going and how it was you know, from me, like what it was really like. So then he was comfortable and he said, okay, I'll I'll film with you. Let's do it. But then he comes on and he's like burping and then he watched that episode. So he didn't like how he was looking, what he was doing on on TV.
0: But he kept on coming back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like an enigma,
0: right? Yeah. Like he's like a person that like looks one type, but isn't exactly. And the other thing you were saying in the book is that so we got the long stairs and, yeah. you know, other things. But we also got kind of the way it was portrayed was that like you're obsessed with him.
1: Yeah. And he's like
0: into you at like, points and leading you on. Yeah. And we never really got to see his good side with you. But you, yeah. you said in the book. There were.
1: Yeah. There were and moments. like even I think I gave an example when we filmed a pool scene and they wanted me to take my top off. So I did. And to get him in the pool, which I got him in the pool. And then hey, after- well, you took your tab off. So then like after that, you know, we film like he just leaves me and takes off. And I'm like there hanging out. He didn't just leave me. Like yeah. we stayed after the cameras were gone. He stayed the night. We hung out. We were together all the next day. So there's so much more that people don't know. Yeah. And I talk about that in the book. Right.
0: But okay, so in
1: those moments
0: of Justin, you know, he had his 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 shitty moments. Yeah. Would you depict that relationship as like a toxic one?
1: I honestly Justin and I were so young. Mm -hmm. I was what, 19 to 25 when I was dating him. And 19, like, I don't like I'm just young having fun. He was hot. Like, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. And. I wasn't looking for someone to get married to or right. like the good guy or like someone on my list of every I didn't even have a list of what I wanted. I just liked him. And But when he came back for the for the new beginnings the first season,
0: he wasn't that great either.
1: Well yeah, we went on that date. And there's Stephanie stuff. Oh gosh, yeah. All that <laughs> happened, which was so weird. And then he brought brought the big boob girl. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he brought her on. <laughs> which I think was set up because my manager repped her. Mm. And they were looking for someone to set him up with. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that happened.
0: Or like (laughs) that he was that that's his vibe or is that's not his vibe
1: at all. Like his vibe normally is like these tall, like brunette supermodel girls. And so (laughs) excuse me, Adriana, (laughs) you know, sorry. So whenever she came on and I was like, this is not real. There's no way this could be real. But then they actually ended up dating for a long time. No
0: way. Yeah. Like because because they were brought so like on yes. the show, shit can happen like that, like yeah. brought together for
1: the show. And then you just kind of have that chemistry. You connect, you film together and it becomes more than you ever expected.
0: OK, so even though you're saying we were young, blah, 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 you say in the book a few times yeah. that like you never felt this kind of chemistry.
1: Yeah, it's weird. With Justin, we literally locked eyes, and it was like we knew each other for so. It's like we've been in past lives together. It was crazy chemistry, and we both felt it. And then when we're together, our friends would feel it. It was just like it's one the of the best those sex of your life. Undeniable. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard it to was remember. So long ago. No, I know, When I try to remember. Like, like I'm like. I mean, it was definitely passionate. Yeah. I think, yeah, there is moments of, I think we'll always have love for each other. But, you know, we've just kind of, we're different people now. Has he met your daughter? Yes. Really? Yeah. Aw. He's been yeah, like, he, I am, Justin. He met Kira when she was like, it was a while ago. And he's like, she's your mini-me. Like, she's so cute. You, made, you make pretty babies. And yeah.
0: Yeah. He met her. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. So is the door closed on that in the book? You also
1: make it sound like maybe, well, you know, I think the door is closed on that one. I just, we've had so much history and ups and downs and like my friends and family, just every, everybody's so involved in our past and history that I feel like Even if we did want to, it would just be so weird. I don't know.
0: At this point.
1: Yeah. Or beautiful.
0: I mean, look at Bennifer (laughs) 2.0. You're like the third person who has told me that. Oh, really? Oh, wait.
1: They told me that about Brody and not (laughs) Justin. Oh,
0: okay. I guess no original thoughts over here. (laughs) And also, you brought me back when you were like about him and Lauren hooking up because I completely forgot that there was that. Yeah, that wasn't
1: like a fake storyline. That was a phone call that I really got from my friend Dino who was good friends with Justin. They were in Vegas together for... Lauren was there for magic. They ran into each other and they all hung out. My friend Dino, who was so close for three weeks, wouldn't look me in the eye, wouldn't talk to me. I was like, "What is? why are you being so weird? And finally, he fessed up and told me. So when I confronted Lauren and Justin, they both wouldn't respond back and wouldn't talk to me until the cameras were there. And that like made me feel so betrayed on so many levels from both of them.
0: Yeah. on so many levels, like literally, because like not only did you do this, but you actually want to use it like I'm a crazy
1: delusional person and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, why would he say this? And I'm asking you, did it happen? Because how it just lines up. But no. But they they denied it. They deny it. But
0: you know that it's true.
1: I mean, I believe Dino and the body language and how they reacted was kind of an answer. Even though
0: it's a coupling, I don't know what's like, I feel like it doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't make sense. I think maybe it was just like a random one night thing. And it yeah. was like, oh, gosh, we we're wasted. I don't know. I don't really care anymore. At the time, it like was the end of the Rocked world. For world. Me. Yeah. And clearly everyone watches it on the show. and they, you, That was real emotions like but do you
0: think that essentially, because I know you said a lot of things off camera broke up your friendship with Lauren. Yeah. Was that one of the big things? Like, was it over a boy?
1: I don't know. I think it kind of our friendship kind of got rocky before that. And then Justin was just the icing on the top.
0: Yeah. Okay, I've been telling you guys this on Instagram for a while uh, about element. I get headaches and my period is a killer. And some days I just feel so out of it. And the only thing that I know that can save me is the element drink. So you don't have to be an athlete. God knows I'm not. So Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix that you put in your water and whatever that has everything you need and nothing you don't. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio that's a thousand milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, and 60 milligrams magnesium. It's none of the junk. It's no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. So electrolytes really help facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, like nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. It could prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleepiness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. So I literally drink this. I've shared it with you on Instagram before. And I've even said to you guys like, oh my God, I'm having such a denso day and I'll drink an element and it will make me feel better. So I go to it regularly and my whole family that lives in my building has been stealing all my stash. But you don't need to steal my stash because Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element to order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors and find your fave. Get yours at L M N T. Dot com slash not skinny. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to com slash not skinny. When I love a place that I shop at a lot or eat at a lot, I'm always like, you should have a rewards. Program because how silly is this that I'm spending all this money here and I'm not getting anything out of it? So, luckily, Macy's does have a Star Rewards membership. And with Macy's Star Rewards membership, you'll earn rewards on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. So, you'll rake in the rewards and you can put them towards whatever you want, whether you're going back to school in college and you need stuff to decorate your dorm or, you know, you're just a regular adult and you need a new comforter or you need dish sets. Like literally Macy's has everything, you guys. You know, I grew up in New York City where Macy's in Herald Square was like literally just Mecca, the Mecca of the city. Going into Macy's makes me feel like home. And I just know that, oh, do I need a bag? I can go there. Do I need a new watch? I can go to Macy's. Do I need a new perfume? I can go to Macy's. Like it's just wild how Macy's has everything. And we forget to, you know, pay homage to these old school department stores that literally serve all of our needs. And luckily, Macy's has also a Star Rewards membership program. So, Go to Macy's.com dot com slash star rewards to sign up. That's Macy's dot com slash star rewards. On to the next boy. That same kind of vibes, though. No, I mean, no, yeah. Corey isn't exactly Justin vibes, but he's kind of I mean, he's a he's a professional biker. Yeah. And has kind of bad boy vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you go for hot guys, TBH, like he <laughs> is good looking, but that yeah. relationship was, was,
1: it, it was great in the beginning. And then it just, in my book, I explain how it just slowly started, you know, crumbling. And there are so many insecure and trust issues. And it was just so bad on so many levels. But then there are those really amazing moments that you want to hold on to and not let go. And you want to have hope and make, sh- you know, fight for that to keep it that way. And then something will happen three or four months down the road where the girls write me and it's like, he cheated, but it's like, we're so good now. But now I find this out and this happened three months ago. So it was constantly like that really bad cycle. Looking back at it now, how
0: hard is it to not be hard on yourself? Like of the moments that you did stay and the moments that you forgave him for If it was cheating or not answering or being mean to you.
1: I mean, there was a lot of heartache, I think, you know, and I did give so many chances where I feel like I should not have. But I did get the greatest blessing from him, which is our daughter, Kira. And I love her so much. So I would do it all over again. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend to anyone if they're in a relationship like that, to keep going back over and over, because it does start to kill you inside and it sucks your soul out and you're not the same person. It takes a long time to recover and a lot of healing from it.
0: When I was reading the book, though, Adriana, I wonder if it's because you wrote it. When What year did you write the book?
1: Gosh, this is like a couple of years ago.
0: You started writing the book a couple of years ago. Yeah. Two or three years, maybe. When I was reading your description of your relationship with him, even the good stuff, it was hard as a reader to, like, believe that you loved him because I guess it's so hard for you to write about. But you didn't describe when you were like, oh, there were good parts. But was it hard to remember the good parts and really make us see that love? Because we didn't get a lot of those moments.
1: You know, in the beginning, there... Were some of those moments, but no, there weren't a ton of those moments, but those that when they were like, I held on to those because, and it's so bad. It's like, sometimes you forget all the bad and you just want to remember the good. Yeah. And that's when you're, you need your friends to remind you of the bad and not go back because you need that strength to stay strong and not to let someone disrespect you or to treat you like that. Because once you let someone disrespect you, they keep doing it over and over and over. Right. And I think that's what happened. They think they could get away with it. Do you think you were like really in love with him? Like that he was the love of your life? I think at that point in time, I didn't really know what love was. And with Justin, coming from Justin and then going into a relationship with Corey, you know, Corey showed me a different side that was very like, Justin was romantic too in his own way. I don't know. It's so hard to describe the two of them, but I felt safe with Corey. Like I felt like he was a masculine guy that would protect me and that's what I needed at that time. And the compliments he would give me, I just felt like loved and I felt safe with him at that moment. And then it just, you know, started to change.
0: The moment that you found out you were pregnant, do you remember like
1: There's so many things going through my mind. Like,
0: what was the overpowering emotion? Like, happy or fuck?
1: I mean, I was ready for a baby. I think I, I was 30. So I was like, I've done so much in my life. I'm so content with where I've been, what I've done, where I've traveled, that I'm ready to have. I got to that point where I was ready to have a baby. But when I found out, the timing wasn't ideal, you know, And a lot of things are running through my mind where I was just like, oh my gosh, like we're not in the best place right now. We were fighting, we were broken up. You know, all these things were happening and I just, I had to accept it and say, you know, I'm going to have this baby no matter what, whether he's with me or not. So in the back of my mind, I subconsciously like prepared myself for the worst and was doing it no matter what. That's what was so wild to read that it was like, subconsciously preparing
0: yourself for the worst saying, if I need to do this alone, I got it I'm going to get a house, blah, 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 which is like, so like amazing. And I respect you so much for that. At the same time you were planning a wedding. I know. (laughs) So what was I I thinking? I don't know. Like (laughs) your mind was like, on one hand you were like, if this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan. I could do this on my own. But you also were so committed I was too committed. Too committed. I was almost forcing
1: it to happen because I wanted that family dynamic so bad. And because I was pregnant and my whole family, you don't get divorced. Like you stick it out, you make it work. So it's like, okay, we're in this. We're having a baby. We're going to make this work no matter what. And I was committed. And I was like, nothing was going to stop me.
0: Hearing about you pregnant, doing those flights to Australia to yeah. Hawaii to plan the wedding, to New York to find your Miami, to find your. Yeah. Bre- I was like this bitch, like pregnant with all the stress. <laughs> you were all over the place.
1: I was. And I did. I don't think I wrote about this in the book, but I did have a scare when I was like six months pregnant. You did. You did write oh, about I it. Did, yeah. So that's when it was like, OK, Audrina, you need to calm down you're pushing yourself over the edge. Like this isn't good for the baby because I just go, 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 go. And I run from my feelings. And that's what I was doing. I didn't want to think about the worst or what could happen. I just wanted to stay busy and just keep going and not sit still. What do you think
0: now looking back, like what was really pulling you to stay in this relationship that you describe was was not good?
1: I think it was wanting to be loved and wanting that dynamic and it's like I I was in it for so long why give something up to start over all over again with someone new and just why not try to make it work with this person that knows me and I know him but it was it wasn't healthy you can't force that and you have to like be able to walk away which is hard.
0: I mean, the moments that you describe in the book, and we talked about this before you started, that I was telling, asking you how hard it was to write it and, you know, knowing that Corey might read it. Yeah. Um, but I told you that I think you really wrote from your experience. You weren't bashing him. It was no. more about your journey with.
1: Yeah, I'm not bashing him. I'm not calling him names. I'm not. I mean, I think at one point I'd talk him up and what was in his career and all that. But this is more about my perspective and what we went through. And everything in there about him is already out there in the public. It's not a secret that we were in a toxic relationship. Just Google it. Like everything's in the police report or in the documents that TMZ got before we even walked out of the courthouse. You know, it's plastered everywhere. So it's just kind of condensing it in one place. And I definitely like took it down a lot and mm. just explained where i was mentally and emotionally and what i was going through it was wild reading it like this part of the reason i could couldn't put it
0: down is like imagining you with your baby and that moment in the bathroom yeah you know you just want to get you out of there and you even say like when your dad told you to call the police you were like you had to think about the fucking
1: paparazzi. I, yeah. In that moment. I know because I knew. You wanted to protect. Any, any, if I called the police, if I did anything, it's going to be all over. And then it's like, is that the right thing to do? How do I keep this private? But there's, I couldn't keep it private anymore. It was just, it got to
0: that point. You don't really describe the second incident though. The one that you did end up calling the police. Oh, Right. The first time in the bathroom, you didn't call the police.
1: No. then the second time, I don't remember. I mean, you, you could Google, you Google, it. It. Google you could the police Google reports, it. Google it and yeah. you could read it there. There is so much. And there was some stuff I just could not put in the book mm. that I didn't want to talk about or put in there. So, yeah, I put as much as I could to explain everything that's already kind of out there with him and I respectfully I've
0: been telling you guys about Ph.D. Feminine Health, about how you should take care of your vagina, about how, you know, maybe it's time now that you're, you know, 27 or 37 or 47 for you to stop washing your vajayjay with, you know, regular soap. But if you do want to wash your vagina, you should check out Ph.D. Feminine Health they are reinventing holistic feminine care and they provide solutions that help millions of women feel confident and comfortable with their jj They make the number one best-selling holistic affordable doctor-recommended solution for vaginal odor. That's their boric acid suppositories and they're available at retailers nationwide. They also have a boric acid foam wash if you're not into popping in a suppository and they also have moisturizing suppositories that are a great holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. So, this July, celebrate your feminine health with PHD. Check out their suppositories, their boric acid suppositories, or their foam wash. And, you know, just take care of your vagina because it's a really important organ in your body, just like you take care of your face and your skincare and your body care and all that stuff. So, PHD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. So, if you have any feminine issues and you want to take care of them, check out PHD. They believe that. Vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at PhDFeminineHealth.com/win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products at a retail value of over a hundred dollars. So that's PhDFeminineHealth.com/win plus a five hundred dollar Visa gift card. Go to com slash win. Also, you could get 20% off all products right now by using code not skinny. Go to com slash win. The 20% off code is not skinny. So how many
1: years did this go on? With him? Yeah. So we were off and on for like, I don't know, like eight to 10 years. But we were never consistently together until I got pregnant. And that was for one year straight. But he also was gone for six months of it, traveling and in Australia. So the longest amount of time we were ever really together was probably like six to eight months together. Mm.
0: But I do feel, Audrina, when you said about your baby, and I have a child, I know this, like no matter what happened, you could never regret this relationship.
1: No. And Kira is such a blessing. She is the best thing ever. Right, Because and, you have Kira. Yeah. I mean, that's one good thing that came from it you know, and I'm yeah. thankful for that.
0: Right. Are there any regrets about ending the relationship sooner? Like after you had Kira?
1: I wish one thing. I just wish that I didn't rush into marriage. Mm. Like we should have figured it out. I don't, you know, it's like I didn't need to rush into marriage. We could have just been engaged for a while, figured out our co- our parenting skills, our religious, like there's so many things you need to talk about before getting married and having a baby with someone because that all like, it's like a waterfall that just like caves in and you're just like, oh my God, there's so much that we don't agree on. And like, I didn't even know about you, but we've been together for so long. I didn't know this side or this, you know, that you figure out. And so yeah, my advice to girls, like you don't need to rush into getting married, like really get to know someone before you Rush into being with someone. So you were saying the reason why
0: you wanted to get married was a lot because like that's what you know and yeah. like that standard you know family dynamic was important to you. Yeah,
1: the traditional traditional. Like, you get married, then have a baby. Well, I had a baby, so we have to get married like now. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: Did your view change on that? Like on families and?
1: Yeah, I feel like my views have changed a lot. You know, no one's perfect, and you don't need to stick to your family traditional ways. If you get pregnant, like, like I did, you don't have to rush into a marriage. Like you really want to take your time with that one because divorce is hell. And I mean, we were only married for nine months and it took over a year for that to even finalize. So it's a long, hard, expensive process. That's just not worth it. So make sure you know who you want to marry before you get married. That That's really the one.
0: And you give other advice in your book to girls that find themselves in toxic relationships.
1: Yeah. Just the red flags and what to look out for and to surround yourself with, have a support system. You need the strength and it's easy to be blinded and get sucked into that and feel like no one's going to love you ever again. And you start believing all these lies and things that are said to you and you lose yourself. So that's when you need your friends to pull you out. Yeah. Did you feel
0: like your friends were scared to tell you?
1: Some of them were scared after after we broke up and it was like done. Everyone was like, oh, my God, I wanted to tell you so bad at the wedding and what was really going on. But I don't want to break your heart because you were getting married. There was just so many people that in my life that all came out and told me these things after the fact. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, but they also told me during, I just didn't, didn't listen. listen. I, co- I didn't want to listen. I was determined. I was committed. I was making it work no matter what.
0: Do you feel like this could happen to anybody? Like, even if you think you're a strong girl and you're like, no, I would have seen the signs. Like I would have got, like, do you feel like it's something about men like this that can yeah. just blind this you? This can
1: happen to anyone, even the most successful woman. You fall in love. You get sucked in. We're emotional. We want to care for men. We want we want love. We're nurturing. Yeah. So it's easy to get lost in that spider web and just like spun, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys, if you read the book and you should, all those moments that I'm thinking about now, just how much you gave to this relationship and how much you gave to like just appease him so you could work and be with your child. And just, yeah. you were juggling so much to make this work.
1: I mean, I gave 200%. I gave everything I had to make sure if I'm going to walk away, like, I'm going to walk away knowing that I gave it all. But again, the icing on the cake was what happened when things got a little physical and just the, sometimes even physical, like, the mental and emotional abuse is worse. Like, that really, like, hit me hard. Yeah, the mo- you describe
0: a moment in the book when you're, you know, sleeping and you wake up to screaming. And yeah, that just, like, like, literally broke my heart that nobody deserves that. Yeah. But you didn't even do
1: anything well, to remotely deserve I it. I just, I know it was, I think at that time, like he, and I'm not going to give excuses for him, but he was in a really bad place and numbing himself in a way to cope with his feelings. But we did not go about that. I mean, we went to therapy and I talk about that. It just, everything just But it wasn't spiraling. a good
0: experience for you, the therapy you said? No, it was Yeah, terrible. sometimes therapists don't, I've heard about this, you guys, like Therapists aren't God. Like sometimes no. they don't have the right answers and they could, you know. I know a couple that the therapist, you know, sided with the guy, even though the girl, like, you know, had a lot of issues and she made her think that she was. So, and you say that in the book, like the therapist didn't help.
1: No, she didn't help at all. But I think she would give us examples of what she went through with her ex. So it's almost like she was projecting what she went through mm. onto us. Cause I shut down and I run. That's when they say fight or flight, I flight. I'm mm-hmm. out of there. Get mm-hmm. me out of there. And so when he would come at me and like accuse me of things or just keep name calling and you know, I would just shut down and go to the other room. Or like, I don't want to do this right now. You're angry, like calm down, especially if it was in front of our daughter. Like there was just no self-control. So I would go in the other room and he'd keep following me and I have to go to the next room. And so finally I just had to leave. I just had to get out of there. So the therapist said that's like that's another form of abuse is like not communicating. But it's like, how long do I have to stand there and take it when they're not trying to communicate back? Well, fuck that therapist.
0: This part of the book is the fun part of the book, which is kind of spruced all over it. And I would call these like boops because like boop, Leo DiCaprio wanted to date me. No big deal. (laughs) Like all these odd (laughs) celebs that Audrina Patridge has had around her over the years. So let's go through them. I mean, the fact that Kevin Connolly is first on my list, like is giving him a lot of credit
1: right now. (laughs) Wait, he's first on your list? (laughs) Well, no, just
0: because he was first in the book. Because you you were describing the
1: days at Hyde, was it? Yeah. I need to go to Hyde. Entourage was like the hottest show and the Hillswood was at its peak then. So we were always surrounded by them going out.
0: So they actually went out together, like Adrian and Kevin. Like the the. Well, actors I would in the see show. Adrian
1: out sometimes. I would see Kevin mm. out a lot, but we all ran in the same circle of friends. So
0: Kevin would flirt with you galore.
1: I mean, I think Kevin's just a flirt, a flirt. in general. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's funny,
0: but you never did went out with him, right? No. And then there was Leonardo DiCaprio. You met him on a yacht? No, we were. I'm making it up because he's on a yacht now. I think. <laughs>
1: He's somewhere in a yacht, maybe
0: with Gigi Hadid. We don't know.
1: I don't know. So we were, there is this prince somewhere in the Middle East and it was his birthday in Vegas. So he flew a group of celebrities out on a private jet, which was amazing. And I talk about this in the book. And after we all went to this like private club where he had, I don't know, he rented out or something. It was like very extravagant, everything. And it was fun. So I was sitting at the table. I brought my brother as my date. It was me and my what? brother. That's a dumb
0: move, Adrena. It's my brother's but like what my if, little protector. But what if
1: they would think he, you were with You should have oh, worn no. a shirt like I'm not with him. My brother looks young. You could okay. tell he's my brother. Okay. Like, yeah, at the time, we look like he's my brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no, no confusion. Yeah, no confusion. But I was at the table with Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green and like a few other people. And a bodyguard kept coming over. And he's like, excuse me, Leo would like you to come over for a drink. And I looked over and I was like, Ugh. He's surrounded by supermodels. He wants me to go over there. Like, let me have a drink and I'll go over there after. Like, let me just like get some courage, you know. Yeah,
0: liquid courage.
1: Yeah. So I had a drink and then he came back over and I was like, no, not yet. And then the next thing you know, Leo's coming up to me sitting, like squeezes in between me and my brother and sits there and talks to me. So that was so funny. But I feel like, again, I see him everywhere. He's everywhere. Oh, really? Still, Still today? Yeah.
0: When you go out? I mean, OK, another one is Ryan Cabrera, which was also I feel like Adrina and I have the same type. <laughs> I loved Ryan Cabrera. What was that song that was really popular? No, like on mo- the way down. And he like, had a in few, my iPod actually. Nano or whatever the fuck that like he
1: had so many good ones.
0: Did you date him with the spiky spiky hair? Like was he doing gel in the morning? I think
1: he's always done a little
0: bit of spike.
1: <laughs> like there was
0: but there were times like a lot of spike.
1: No, I think that's I don't know. Guys, he well, had hold a little of bit of spike. It wasn't yeah, a lot like, of spike. Yeah, there were no highlights. No
0: highlights at that point. Not at that
1: point. Okay. It and was all
0: dark. That relationship was on and off for years. Like you even tried a, like a third time that we don't
1: Yeah, well really so know. the first time was on the show. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And Ryan's amazing. He's the nicest guy. He has such an amazing heart. Um, And he would give anything for his friends. And he... I just... I have nothing bad to say about him. Like, he's great. But there was just something not there that clicked with me. Yeah. It felt like... From an outsider perspective, like... That,
0: like- you loved him so much as a friend, knew he would be a great guy, knew he'd be a great man, but there wasn't like the the lust as much, maybe like the sexual tension, yeah, like as maybe much that,
1: the lust. But you the, were trying
0: like you tried.
1: Yeah, because I knew he's such an amazing guy and we had the best time together. Like we were like two peas in a pod. Yeah. But I think from dating other people and having that instant like chemistry, chemistry yeah. like that there's different kinds of chemistry. Yeah, some that like something was missing there.
0: What's wild is you also had like a mini thing with Josh Henderson, who is also Ashley Simpson's ex.
1: Josh is like a f- really good good friend, and we'd known each other for so long. And then when I ran into him, we went on a couple dates, and like it was flirty and it was so different meeting him like you know, years later compared to when we all used to hang out. Mm. But nothing ever came of it. It was just kind of like a flirty, fun. Date. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, him and Ryan Cabrera versus like Justin and Corey. It's like two very, different worlds. Very different. Very. Yeah. <laughs> like you were trying to go for the good guy.
1: Like I you were trying, trying desperately.
0: You're like, he goes to church <laughs> like he sings about his mom. But it just didn't work. Um, OK. <laughs>
1: Two hotties for last. We have Chris Pine. Um, Chris Pine. Yes, I did. Chris was amazing. And I met him in Vegas when I was with the Sorority Row girls at dinner. And I talk about that in the book. Yeah. We went on a couple dates or a few dates. And, you know, the paparazzi spotted me leaving his place. And then another time there was a fans that would take photos of us when we were out and then they'd give them to the press. So those things kept coming out. And it's like we couldn't just have a private, even start, your even start yeah. to see if we wanted to even if we wanted it to progress yeah. because it was already like boom a partridge in a pine tree uh. like we <laughs> couldn't get away from yeah. it yeah so that ended quickly but he's a great guy he's so talented
0: and chase crawford
1: chase, chase yeah
0: she loves the pretty boys i do yeah you met him when you said gossip girl just came out
1: mm-hmm. the hills was like yeah the hills was at like just starting and getting popular. Yeah. He just started doing Gossip Girl. So we all went to dinner here in New York and Blake Lively was there with him and Eric Podwell. We all just hung out and had sangria. And then I hadn't seen him in forever. And yeah, we met. And like, again, there was like sparks. I feel like back then I was so. She had sparks with everyone. Well, back then I didn't because I was just with. Justin. Mm. So, I, when I'm with someone, that's who I'm with. So, outside of that, when I start meeting these people again, it's like, oh, like, why wasn't this there back then? Like, what is this?
0: Yeah. But was at the time I feel like Corey was always in the background and you kept on going oh, back to that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Corey was definitely in the background. Well, so, you know, there's no Corey now. There are Instagram DMs that are open. And <laughs>
1: that's like, are the you newest. meeting guys? I am. So I am dating, oh. which I'm trying to navigate with having a daughter, which is a whole new world. Mm-hmm. So I don't dating even. Dating one
0: person or date like you're like dating.
1: I mean, I'm dating one person.
0: Oh, is it <laughs>
1: serious? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I haven't exposed that yet. Oh, but yes, I really like him. How long has it been? a few months. Oh, wow. Yeah. We talk about him a little bit on the podcast. He's my mystery man. So are you going to keep him? Are
0: you going to keep a mystery?
1: He's a keeper. I don't know. We'll see when I'm going to say who it is.
0: Wait. Okay. so just a hint. Is he (laughs) famous or is he like (gasps) maybe a little a little? I'm excited. Okay, Audrina, it was so good to meet you. This was choices was amazing. I loved it. It's an easy read. It's I mean, it's not an easy read. It's a tough read at parts. But you really get to know Audrina's story. And there's so much to your life and everything that you went through that we didn't get on the hills because a lot, you know, the times we got the stairs that you were talking about.
1: So this is taking you, spilling the tea, giving you the scoop, giving you the scoop and and a lot about who you
0: are as a person, which is kind and gorge. Thank you. Thank you, Audrina. Choices is out now, everyone.